Trinity University's goals is to offer students opportunities to have a better understanding of the world that they live in by exposing them to global diversity. Towards that goal, the Sport in England Study Abroad class has impacted the lives of the numerous students who have undertaken this journey. Offered every other year since 2015, the Sport in England class affords Trinity students the opportunity to explore the differences in English and American sports models by spending two weeks in London during winter break before coming back to campus to continue learning during the spring semester. Over the three classes that have participated so far, there have been many wonderful experiences, and this episode of our podcast presents a conversation among the project leads. Dr. Jacob Tingle, class of 1995, and men's soccer head coach Paul McGinley. They're joined by Drew Butler, class of 2016, a participant in the inaugural class, and Gina Monaco, a current senior, member of the class of 2021, and student in the most recent Sport in England class. I'm Nathan Cohn, class of 1995, and this is the Trinity University Learning Together podcast series. Each month, this podcast features faculty, alumni, and other distinguished guests who've established themselves as experts in their fields. It's all part of the university's lifelong learning initiative designed especially for alumni. Well, it's so great to have the four of us together. I know um, Gina and Drew, you haven't been students, uh, overlapping students, but I, I know Paul and I were talking and if, if you all were here at the same time, I'm pretty sure y'all would have, would have been really great friends. So again, it's just so wonderful to have the four of us together, especially talking about our Sport in England class, something that I know has been really important for Paul and I, but, but in conversations with the two of you has been really important for you two also. And we'll get to some of that in a minute. But Drew, why don't you just get us started? What did you study while you were at Trinity and what are you doing now? At Trinity, I actually studied uh, business administration. I uh, had a focus in marketing. I grew up doing graphic design and graphic design was something I wanted to do, but I think the marketing focus was the best route for me at Trinity. I also, uh, I know a lot of people that do the sport and running class have a a sports management minor. I I didn't have that, but I, I certainly took a a good deal of sport management classes, which I loved. And as far as what I'm doing now, I live back in my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm doing commercial real estate brokerage. So I'm focused on retail real estate, which in today's day and age is an interesting time, but I'm glad to be here and it's going well. Thank you. Well, Gina, as a current student, what's your major and what do you do outside of the classroom? So my name is Gina Monaco. I major in communication with double minors in film studies and sport management. I'm on the softball team, and uh, I'm very proud to say that I founded a charity with the softball team called Trinity Buddies, and we give back to the San Antonio community, and that has just been phenomenal and and just a wonderful part of my four years here that I've been able to instill with the program. And I also work for the San Antonio Spurs as a team attendant, and that has just been absolutely incredible. I'm, again, very blessed to have that opportunity, so definitely stay busy um, here at Trinity. Great. Well, I know you're 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 busy, Drew, and I know you had lots of other out of the classroom things that you did here too, and we'll we'll touch on those in a little bit. But coach, you've been involved with the class since it was really just a seedling. Um, how would you describe the class and why did you decide that getting involved with with planning and executing this class would be a good idea? Well, if you remember rightly, Jake, when you first approached me about it, uh, the class was sport in Manchester. And uh, that was some of our original thinking 
when I asked Jacob, has he ever been to Manchester in January? He said he had not. And if you remember our walks around Queen Elizabeth Park, uh, 28 degrees and sideways rain, uh, that would be a good day in Manchester in January. So we quickly switched the venue to London. Uh, it's a city that I'm very familiar with, having attended college there about 100 years ago. To have the opportunity to, to show Jacob you know, my city and uh, revisit a school that I attended 40 years ago uh, and go to the stadium and see the architecture and the museums and enjoy all the experiences that we had. It might have been one of the easiest decisions of my life. What is the class if for, for folks who um, who haven't read the, the the documents who haven't taken the class? What, what's the fifty word description for you of, of what sport in England is about? I think I speak for all of us that have uh, experienced the class. It, it is it's life changing. The daily experience of waking up in a, a different country, not knowing what you're going to experience that day, getting the educational component taken care of, but the the field work and uh, just the journey in across one of the greatest cities in the world. Each class had its own special meaning for me and for Jacob, but it's just the life altering experience of bringing 16 to 18 individuals and seeing that team form and the relationships grow strong and uh, continue once they return to Trinity. It's just a fascinating uh, journey. Thank you. So you're both spring sport athletes softball and, and, and baseball and getting the uh, blessing from your coaching staff to go attend the class prior to your seasons. First off, I'll go to you, Drew. One of my favorite photographs in the last 30 years of a Trinity student is you sitting in the Admiralty, tucking into a lunch with a poster in the background, push the boat out. And uh, you certainly did that. And I would like you to speak to that very thought. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting conversation at first. It's one of the things with how quick we get up and running in the spring for baseball. It's tough to fully commit to something right out of the gate um, during that break for the spring season. But when I was approached, I actually learned about the program from Dr. Tingle and then also Jeremy Wolf, who was another baseball player. And I heard about it. And it's one of those things that I guess everyone that would do this course would, would agree with. It's, it's just too hard to pass up. I heard about it. I, I grew up following soccer, um, following the premiership as well. And just, I looked at the trip and I said, I, I know I have a baseball season coming up, but I, I can't not go on this trip. You guys know coach Channel pretty well. He's a, he's a chipper guy. So he, he was not shy about giving myself and, and I'm sure you guys a hard time as well about you better not lose my, uh, my player out in London, but um, he was on board for it. He just made sure I was accountable and I came back ready to go. And, and I think I did that. And I think I had a, an unbelievable trip and then was able to come back and, and flow right into the baseball season. And I really think it worked out well because I think it was kind of a, a de-stressing couple of weeks in London. I didn't uh, sit here in Phoenix and, and start wondering about what's going to happen with the season and, and start getting too much in my head. I, I was able to go to London for a couple of weeks and really take my mind off the next four months ahead that can be, be pretty grueling at times. So it was a conversation that we had to have, but it, it went smoothly and I'm thankful I did it. And Gina, from walking the uh, the halls of the National Gallery to the grounds of Wimbledon and Wembley and all the other stadia that we visited, how were you inspired to move from the from the England class onto uh, your sport? 
It was incredible. I mean, it was just such a no brainer to really take the class. The timing was perfect. Uh, coming into college, I knew I wanted to study abroad, but then obviously getting into the swing of things with school and softball, I became concerned of, you know, when that would be because, you know, we have fall ball and then obviously season in spring. So when I saw the timing of this class over Christmas break and into January, it was a no brainer. I knew it would be the perfect time to take it. Obviously the the subject itself and and where we'd be going, who we'd be, talk, be talking to and just being in England uh, by itself, I, I just had to jump on it. And then just coming back and getting into the softball season, I was even more psyched because of I had just had a, an incredible trip. And, you know, I was back in the States and just had all the memories to share with my friends and such a solid break. It, it just really propelled me even further for the spring season. It was incredible. It was so much fun. Let's you know, put ourselves back, you know, in London, if we can. And just, you know, thinking about, you know, we have a couple of meetings in November to get ready for departure, uh, both, you know, safety meetings, but also some things that are, you know, getting us ready for, you know, culturally what we're going to experience. And then of course the two weeks in London and then the three months, uh, you know, on the back end, where for me really a lot of the, the learning takes place where we do a lot of, we're able to unpack kind of the experience. But so the way that the semester flows or that the class flows is really unique, I think, because it bookends here on campus. But let's let's put ourselves back in London. And again, I know Drew and Gina, those will, will be different time periods for you. But Gina, let's just start with you. What What is something about that specific two weeks that really is an indelible memory, something that if you hadn't done that, the experience would not have been as rich? Definitely going to the National Gallery. I actually went twice. So the first time, it was with a couple of the my classmates. You know, we walked around, took it all in. It was absolutely beautiful. I, I I don't even know if I spoke at all because I was just so taken away by the beauty of the art and also just the environment, the amount of um, families and people I passed uh, speaking other languages and and but we were all you know taking in the same enriching art was just a phenomenal opportunity. And the second time I went, I did go alone. Um, I apologize, I, I didn't bring a buddy, but. Um, I just had to take it in by myself because I was, I was, I just felt, I honestly felt pulled back to it. You know, we did, we did spend a decent amount of time there, but I had to go back. And, and the second time was just as enriching. And, and even though, you know, I, I saw a couple of the same paintings and saw new ones, it was just an incredible experience. And as y'all know, I went on to do my um, project about it in the end. And I was just absolutely captured by by the art that was surrounding me from you know art that was an entire wall it was, it was the size of a wall to the size of a dinner plate and just to be able to see the details of van gogh and, and monet up close i was just absolutely speechless i'd seen it in a book before but you know seeing it in real life in front of you it's almost honestly so hard to explain at times because it's just absolutely beautiful and, and you know the history and and you know the artist and and to see their work it was incredible so that was a part of the two weeks that I'll always cherish because it, it really meant a lot to me. For many people, some of the, the things that are those, you know, those true indelible memories are the things that are about the, you know, the, the cultural experiences apart from, apart from stadia or games or whatever. So, well, well Drew, what about you? What, what's something that, again, if, if we hadn't done, uh, you know, that, that thing in those two weeks, the experience wouldn't have been as rich. Yeah, that's, that's really a tough one because it seems like it's one of those trips where you just pack so many memories into a, a short amount of time. But when I look back at it, I mentioned I grew up watching, I grew up playing and watching uh, soccer or football, as they call it, overseas. And 
a dream of mine was to go see a game in person. So uh, when we had the opportunity to go watch uh, QPR play, uh, I believe it was Hull City, that was an experience in its own that I, I just don't think you can ever match here in the States. It's it's uh, a culture over there that revolves around sport and revolves around football. Um, and to, to just see the atmosphere, to see the crowd, the interaction, the appreciation for sport there. I, I've been to big games in all, of all sports here in, uh, in the U.S. and I don't, I don't think anything matches it. I've been to college football national championship games. I've been to World Series games. It's just not the same atmosphere as you get overseas. So I would say without a doubt, that's one that sticks with me the most. But I mean, like I said, it's there's probably 15 to 20 memories and events that we did there. And it's hard to really hone in on one. So coach, what about you? You've now been involved in this class three times. I'm going to put it in a different vein in that everyone comes into the class somewhat vulnerable, not just on their own, but with each other. And I think the strengthening of uh, everyone's really their character all the way through is something that that you can actually see it happening day by day where you become much more comfortable with it with each other much more comfortable in your own skin that uh when you end up getting back into the country i think i said it in my digital story that your your heat shield is stronger upon re-entry and uh it's if I had my way, uh, every Trinity student would be <laughs> would have to take this class for 14, 15, 16 days and experience what you have gone through. So pinpointing it down to one thing is impossible, Jacob. But just to see the emerging, the vulnerability leaving the students and the emerging strength upon return, that for me is just so uh, rewarding. Hello, this is Danny Anderson, president of Trinity University. Thank you for listening to the Learning Together podcast series brought to you by Trinity's Office of Alumni Relations and Development and produced here on campus by our friends at KRTU 91.7 FM. We're so glad you tuned in today and we appreciate your continued support of lifelong learning at Trinity University. Welcome back to the Learning Together podcast from Trinity University. I'm Nathan Cohn. Let's return to the conversation with Coach Paul McGinley, Dr. Jacob Tingle, Drew Butler, and Gina Monaco. Hopefully, an American Airlines flight will be taken off sometime in late December 2021 for our next version. We will have candidates uh, putting themselves out out there to to, uh, attend the class. What advice would you give to future students who have yet to experience what what you've gone through? I had the unique experience of 2016 version and now seeing a couple more iterations go through. And I guess the biggest advice I would give people is one, to never stop soaking it in. No matter where you're at when you're walking around, you could be walking from one event to another. You could be walking back from the morning class back to uh, the residence before you head out on on another event. And everywhere you go, everywhere you look, there's something new, there's something unique that you might not have seen the day before that you may never see back in the States. Um, The architecture, things like that. My dad's an architect here in the Valley. Uh, I learned to always be looking out at the architecture and just just the the culture around you. Uh, It's it's so unique. So I would just say, 
soak every moment in, never shut your eyes until you're sleeping. Just always be on the lookout for new things. Always be open to new experiences. It might be things that you're not used to or, or, or something you're, you're comfortable with out of the gate, but you have 10 to 12 students around you that are in the same boat and, and going together and experiencing those things can be life-changing and make it your own. Um, have fun with it. Take time to go out and do things that you enjoy and kind of write your own story. Yeah, I've actually had a couple of teammates uh, ask me about it and I'm, I'm just like, do it. It's, it's incredible. Not only, you know, for the timing of ourselves, like I talked about earlier, but it may seem scary. It may, you know, it's a 14 hour flight. It's a, you got to figure out the whole tube system. You, you're a whole nother country. It, it definitely is scary, but I think that's what a hundred percent makes it worth it. And honestly, by like the second day, you're already walking around or, or back and forth from classes or from the tube, like you lived in London your whole life, not doubting that it is, it is definitely scary. It's definitely out of everyone's comfort zone. You know, jet lag goes away, fear goes away, but you know, the missed opportunity doesn't. So I definitely think just to sum it up, I would just say go. <laughs> well, there's one thing that's consistent across all classes, and both of you made reference to it, that you can sleep when you get home, right? I think every, uh, every student in the class felt that that was the, that that was the goal, to squeeze the marrow out of the bone. And I think you're all very successful with that across, across all three classes. I've got a real image of Addison in the last class, you know, just trying her best to keep her eyes open. <laughs> Uh, in an afternoon activity, but fighting it and her chin is ending up on her chest periodically. <laughs> but we, we, we just, we, we slept when we had to, right? It was just when your body just gave way, you fell asleep and then it was coffee the next morning and, and get on with the day at hand. And, uh, uh, that, that was consistent across all three classes. Well, the class is sport in England. And so I think it'd be remiss not to talk about um, some of the iconic sport venues, like going to the town of Bath and, and seeing Stonehenge were are so important. Uh, the night at the theater for all three groups has been so important. But, but we are there to study the sporting culture. But just talk a little bit about Lord's Cricket Ground or Wembley or Wimbledon, Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, Twickenham, the, the National Rugby Stadium. Talk about those venues, either if there's one specifically that that you know really resonated with you or just what it was like to visit four national stadia and and then one um you know really well maintained amazing amazingly well maintained olympic village i think the cool part about the trip and, and how many unique venues we cover is there's such a uh, a difference in each one of them. And I think the thing that, uh, that sticks out the most for me is, is that wide variety that you see. I think you look at going to Wembley and, and Wembley truly is a, a Mecca of, of, of soccer and, and Wembley's a, a Mecca of sports in general and, and seeing the history there and, and what the new Wembley has become is, is very unique. Um, and then also going back and comparing a new kind of brilliant stadium like Wembley and then going back and comparing that to some of the older venues that we got to attend, like, like Twickenham and Lord's Cricket Ground. So being able to see the difference in those two, um, see kind of the new state-of-the-art technology, what they're doing to kind of enhance sport these days, and then going and seeing some of the more historical venues was very cool. So I think, I think the historical ones are probably the ones that, that stuck out more for me. Well, the ones like Twickenham, where you hear about so much history when you're there that goes back farther than you can ever imagine. And then also one that I think kind of gets lost a little bit 
because it's uh, a smaller sport to some is we went to, uh, we went to Wimbledon. Um, and I actually was able to go to Wimbledon and watch the matches when I was a kid. So I had very faint memories of that trip. So now getting to go back in 2016 and see, see the venue and kind of ha- almost have a, a flashback was, was awesome. And I, I'm blanking on our host name uh, at Wimbledon, but, but he was a character and, and I guess they all were, all our hosts were uh, and, and guides were, were spectacular. So that made it even more fun. Ben Swan. That's what it was. You can't have a better name for a, a Wimbledon tennis pro. <laughs> Gina, what about you? Uh, I mean, I feel like everything with this trip is just so hard to narrow down, um, picking favorites and whatnot. But I know Tottenham Stadium uh, actually took my breath away when we walked. Of course, we got the tour, you know, through the locker room, through their weight room and everything. But when we actually walked out into our seats and saw the stadium, I lost my breath. It was massive. It was just insane. And I immediately start thinking about it just being full, um, full of tendons. And, um, and then again, like how Drew mentioned the, the passion that then comes with those fans, I could just imagine how, how loud and how, uh, passionate and just how incredible a game would be to attend. And then, uh, seeing, I believe it's the 42 degree wall or 47 degree of the stands that go straight up, um, on the right side, which just, it was insane to me. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. Um, so that definitely stuck out to me and also just in general, how nice looking the stadium was in itself was, uh, incredible. And then also Lord's cricket ground was so cool. Um, I, I didn't know a lot about cricket, so I was definitely soaking it in as we were learning it. And once I did, you know, get the appreciation for the sport, uh, I thought it was just insane. I thought the rules were so cool. Uh, how the game is played is so cool. And to then get that appreciation for the stadium definitely stood out to me because uh, I'd learned about it in the moment and then got to see it and kind of piece it together. And, um, when we had our own little practice, uh, learning how to play cricket and, and it was just so fun. Cause all of, uh, as most of us were student athletes, getting that little competitiveness coming out, um, in the scrimmage that we got to do. And, um, you know, the trash talking came out and all of us are, you know, barely hitting the ball or we're hitting it to the back net, but yet we're still, you know, um, talking mess with one another. And, um, I thought that was just, kind of pieced it all together because, um, you know, we may have been learning a new sport and in, in a different area, but, um, it was still us and it was still us bringing that, um, competitiveness and the, the funniness that, uh, came with, with the class. So I think those are two venues and experiences that, that stood out to me. Uh, thank you and uh, for sharing that. Well, one thing we'd, uh, we would love to see, which is obviously going dif- to be difficult to pull together is all, all three classes there at the same time that would be uh, something phenomenal but stay tuned you know you never know that in the future an alumni event in london with with the three classes at the same time it, it may indeed be possible drew it's so good to see you again i've got fond memories of your last 17 games at, at trinity i watched every single one of them either live or online and then to have you crown out your achievement with mvp and the uh, the first baseball national championship at trinity was just uh uh, a big memory for me and luckily I get to see Gina still walking around the halls of the Bell Center and smacking balls on the on the softball field so uh, so wonderful to see both of you again thank you both for for being here today but I think more importantly I just like to say thanks for really being wonderful students and and teachers for us the class truly is a collaborative learning experience and paul and i and in this last time dr breidenstein and dr nishikawa who were um, each part of the class for brief periods 
you know, we're, we are all learning about ourselves as well. And you all are part of that teaching process. So I really always think about this class as, as a collaborative learning experience. Seeing the two of you and representing, you know, who you represent, this is why I love working here because, you know, I get to work every day where I was a student and then I get the joy and benefit of working with amazing people like you who are going to be, and, and Drew, in your case, already are wonderful alumni. So thanks for being here. I, I can't believe we have to stop recording this. Uh, we could just go on and on because I, I want to know more about your own experiences and then clearly what you guys are doing now. But thanks so much for your time. And, um, and I just look forward to the next conversation. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Thank it. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Learning Together podcast. I'm Nathan Cohn. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Trinity University's KRTU radio station for the Office of Alumni Relations and Development. New podcasts will be released on the last Friday of each month. For more information about our Learning Together podcast series or to suggest a topic for a future episode, please email us at alumnipodcast at trinity.edu.